what's up guys this is your girl coco and i want to welcome you to another episode of kiki and with coco if you are new to the show let me tell you a little bit about it it's about life in general with an emphasis on relationships i have my friends family or guests come on the show and we kiki about whatever the topic of the day is but today is a little bit different It'll just be me talking and basically just replaying the most listened to episodes, some of my favorite episodes, a couple of my favorite Drink With Cocos, and, you know, wrap up 2021 or the lack of 2021 due to COVID, unfortunately. But, you know, we always kick off the episode with a drink with cocoa. So here are a few of my favorite drink with cocoa. Corey recommended this drink. Um, it does not have a name, but I'm leaning towards Jamaican things. I'm okay with that. Yeah. So <laughs> the drink is just Bacardi Dragonberry, and you can also use Bacardi uh, Mango. And then what else did you say you used today? So... I'm using Ray and Nephew Overproof, Overproof Rum. Okay. So a, another rum? Yeah, just a Jamaican rum. Okay. And okay. mix it with a little bit of Ting Sparkling Grapefruit Soda, which is a Jamaican soda. And it also comes in pink grapefruit, right? Yes. But I use just the regular sparkling grapefruit. That was all Kroger had. But... <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. That's my preference anyway. But it is still tasty. Mm -hmm. So this week's drink with cocoa is called Hennessy Passion. So y'all that know me for real, for real, know I love some Hennessy. So this is where it's at. So Hennessy, <laughs> Hennessy Passion, it had, you put basically in your cup, you put the ice in it. And then first you put strawberry infused syrup. So this is just like to give it a little color on the bottom. Then you do, I always do like either a shot and a half to two shots of whatever the alcohol is. And so with this drink, I'm doing a shot, one and a half shots of Hennessy. Then you do a cup of orange juice, half a cup of pineapple. And then for your garnish, you'll use pineapple, strawberry, and orange. And I think this drink is good. I I mean, I think Hennessy can go well with anything, whether it's by itself or mixed with something like it just go. Yes. Now you gotta tell everybody in the beginning when we discussed this drink about the strawberry infusion. Now, what you thought that was? <laughs> Let, let's not forget that part. <laughs> So when it says strawberry infused syrup, I was like, what is infused with weed? Cause I, you know, my job, I can't be doing that. <laughs> I was like, no, like, why would you even say that? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> but yes, so I definitely want y'all to try this drink out. If y'all try the drink out, hashtag drink with cocoa, hashtag Kikin or at Kikin with Coco, so I can know y'all out here trying these drinks. And so now that we got the drink going, we're going to get into the word on the street. So, word on the street is Meg the Stallion has confirmed that she got a new man. 
and his name is what's his name? Parody. Partisan. I'm pretty sure it's called his name. They call him Party. Part Party, but Partisan Fontaine. So you don't know who Partisan Fontaine is, aka Party. Um, he is a rapper as well, and he is Cardi B is featured in that song. You know how to get a bag. And I ain't gonna lie, when I first heard his name, I'm like, who? Who? <laughs> who is this man? <laughs> but I have definitely heard his songs before. I just didn't know his name. I was like, what is a party? <laughs> Girl, when you sent me that, I was like, she don't know how to spell Cardi. And I'm like, Meg is not David Cardi. And I'm like, oh, party. Let me... <laughs> <laughs> But I've been seeing, like, so I kind of knew he was because I've been seeing him, like, featured, like, on, like, The Shade Room and Gossip mm-hmm. in the City. So it was for the first time I kind of put, like, a face with a name. But I'm like, oh, I definitely saw him before. I saw his video, so. I ain't never seen him before, but I heard his music before. And one thing I can say is, you know, I think if anybody can find love, then more power to you. And after the year that Meg Thee Stallion had in 22, I mean, in 2020, I couldn't be more excited that she has found someone that she seems really smitten with. And yes, I use the word smitten because that's just like when you see her talk about him, she's like blushing, she's all smiles. So I'm here for it. And honestly, I don't even know what she saw in oh boy um Tory Lanez oh Patchhead if y'all ain't seen that uh, <laughs> that meme that recently came out and I don't know why he took his hat off or his scarf off or whatever it is he put on his head but it's like bruh why did you embarrass yourself like that <laughs> I you know I I am happy like I feel that as women they get scrutinized so strongly when they're out and dating people um and it sucks because you know it's like I feel like it's so hard to be a celebrity you know it's so hard being in the spotlight and um you know your life is like you can't even have a private moment because people are sneaking and recording and taking photos so it's like Damn, you might as well come out and say you're dating this person. But I mean, he seems to have put a lot of effort. She seems genuinely um, happy. And I mean, I think anybody is better than Tory Lanez. For one, he's like 4'11, I think. Right. So. And Party is over six feet tall. <laughs> and Meg the Stallion need a tall one. Yeah, she's tall. So. Mm-hmm. Yes, but I'm, I'm happy for it. I mean, People go in so hard. I feel like now the internet, people are just allowed to say whatever they want to say with no consequences. And it's like, imagine, you know, your first year as a rapper, you didn't really have to come up. Like you initially went to stardom. You know, you signed a contract, you lost your mom, you know, and you have friends and you're navigating the industry and you're still navigating growing up people like oh she should have known better like she's i don't even think she's 25 
if well, might just turn twenty five. Yeah, like she's very young. So, like, I can look back at some of my relationships, and I'm like, well, damn. Like, you know, you make bad decisions. It just sucks that it's so public. But I'm all for people like finding love and navigating during the industry because you can be linked with one person, you date another person. Oh, she oh, was she going to her fifth baller? But I'm like. Some of these men are on there six and seven women in a year, but you don't hear the same thing. It's like encouraged for them to just keep popping out with bad, bad women to date. But I'm super excited for her. I mean, I saw the energy you put in for Valentine's Day. That's what I'm looking for. Like, I cannot wait to get back to America. Cannot right. wait. Like, I, don't even want, I don't even want men on base speaking to me. No. Like, it's, it's over for military men. And so uh, everybody was like, it was kind of like a big secret when Danny Lee and the baby first started dating. Like you would see them together kind of, but they weren't confirming that they were together. Then it was just kind of like, oh, they're broken up, you know, whatever. And then it was like, oh, we think she pregnant, you know, and then bam, she pregnant. And it's just like, I remember I posted something where I was like, y'all mark my words. Danny Lee is definitely like pregnant. I was doing like some real right. FBI research. I was like, something isn't right. And I had people photos, be like, y'all. you're just, you know, you're just body shaming. You know, people can put on, you know, whatever. And I was like, no, this is no. different. I was like, and then sure enough, I was right. And I was like, no. She was like, uh, she was like slimming her photos. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you can just tell the difference. There was like one photo that she posted and it was very obvious, obvious. that she was pregnant. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I'm sorry, that's not bloating. That's right. Not, I just ate a meal. That's, <laughs> that's a baby. We know what she looks like, not pregnant. And right. I just like, hmm, is she going to say anything? And she really was, I kind of thought it was interesting that she held off for so long before she was like, yeah, I'm pregnant. And then like, really kind of went radio silent and then had the baby. Yeah, I think it I think it could have been also like just knowing how the media can be, because I think for a minute when her and the baby first got together, he was still with his other baby mama. Like, I I think the baby is I think he's with his baby mama. Like, I think she's always. Yeah, I think she's always there. Yeah. And I because because they just they recently had like they have like multiple kids together, too. And they had one not that long ago. Like, so I think they're definitely like an I an item. But, you know, she just knows what comes with the territory comes with the territory. And it is what it is. Mm -hmm. That's what that's really how I think of it, because they asked her, too, about it. Like, you know, what's up with her and this and that and the other. And like she said something about like you can't take what's not. I don't know. I don't know What's what sure. some, something weird along those lines of like, yeah, I know it is what it is or whatever, but like, he's still coming home. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Like she seemed very unbothered by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe they were in a situation that I think that's another thing is that like, we don't know like what these people's true. situations That's really very is. true. We right. really don't know. All we see is what we see portrayed in, by shade room or media or whatever. And so it's like, they could have been in a whole polyamorous relationship, open relationship, whatever. Mm-hmm. And we're just looking at it like, oh, you know, Danny Lee is over here home wrecking and she's over here okay with it. And the baby mama seems okay with it too. And I'm like, if everybody's okay with it, it sounds like there was an agreement, man. Mind the business that minds you. Like, F-A-G, I don't know. Yep. <laughs> all in this together. Yeah. yeah. Sister wife stuff. And that's fine. I feel like she was also trying to do the like Kylie Jenner thing mm-hmm. and like 
keep it a secret, hoping that like it would generate, like, you know, it generated some buzz, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and she went like the baby, unfortunately made some comments recently that have really damaged his career and image. (laughs) But like up until that point, he was like on the top of the world, you know, he was hot. You know, you couldn't, you couldn't turn anywhere without somebody singing the the baby or hearing a song of his or whatever. So like her, her being connected to him, I'm sure was like a great way to to boost her, like, you know, following star status, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then she started making some like dumb comments, that whole yellow bone thing. I was thinking that too. (laughs) Uh, She started making all this dumb stuff. You know, like, so that wasn't helping her. And then DaBaby really wasn't even there for her in the, in that, you know, like he wasn't right. even really like around there for her support, supporting actually, her. I don't know if you guys remember, like when they broke up, everybody was like all confused about it. And she came out and like, it kind of sounded like she was alluding to the fact that he might've been abusive. Um, hmm. I don't think I was. So I feel like that's why he had no parts in like the whole pregnancy or like why he's not really been around. Yeah. But then, so she did recently, like, post something, you know, a story asking people to ask her questions and people okay. were asking her, like, how was her pregnancy? And she was like, you know, I had an epidural. It was six pushes and a baby was out. Me and my BD were literally in the delivery room just laughing it up, you know, whatever. So I think he has been around. It's just yeah. not publicized. Public, yeah. 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 So those were a couple of the word on the streets that were my favorite. And so now we want to go ahead and get into the hot cup of cocoa. So this first clip is basically the most listened to episode um, in 2021. And honestly, it is probably my favorite episode just because I got an opportunity to ask an actual OBGYN about some reproductive health questions that hopefully I feel answer a lot of other people's questions. I know mine was answered, but here it is. And in my head, I'm just like, girl, I'm almost 30. Like, um, <laughs> is there any test you can run or something? But, um, you know, I, I can understand, like, possibly not knowing you're able to conceive until you get ready to try. Right. Um, you know, another way, I actually, I'm pretty sure if I were to keep a tally of this, on every day I'm in the office, I get this question at least once. Minimum. Really? So you're not the only one. And sometimes it could be from like a 22 year old and you know, she's young and she's not trying. She's never tried. Yeah. I just want to know that, you know, I'm fertile. Mm -hmm. There's actually a very good way to kind of preliminarily in your mind, tell yourself that yes, you are versus you're, you might have some difficulty. And that's really with tracking and knowing your cycles. Mm-hmm. A cycle will not happen unless you're ovulating. Right. So if you skipped a cycle for a month, you did not ovulate. And to ovulate means that your ovaries produce a mature ovum or like an egg and release it. Mm-hmm. And then when you don't get pregnant, that's when you get a cycle. Mm-hmm. Okay? So if you can track your cycles, and I usually encourage women to keep an app, put it on your calendar. 
when it starts, when it ends, know what your cycle is like, know your flow, um, so that if you do happen to have issues, you can come in and you can have information ready to go so that we can talk about it and be effective. But your cycles are regular, you're fine. I can almost promise you that at least if nothing else, you're producing eggs and you're okay. Now the structure can be a problem, but I can't tell you if I'm I'm all right in that because I've been on birth control a long, long time. Okay. (laughs) But I do have a question. Mm -hmm. Um, Can birth control cause you not to be able to get pregnant? That's another good question. (laughs) You know, there are just so much um, information and, and, and things in the world that can give a lot of misinformation with that, right? Mm-hmm. So birth control, the purpose of birth control is to put your system essentially in a state of like almost, I call it going to sleep, right? And you're just sleeping yeah. for a very long time until then I come off of it. Mm-hmm. Depending on the type of birth control you're using, what can happen is that your fertility, your, your body may be slow to going back to your natural fertility level okay Mm -hmm. now that is to say that every single female existing during her reproductive years will have a decline or a decrease in her fertility every day that means your fertility is going to be less tomorrow than today my fertility is going to be less tomorrow than today yes there's no way to prevent that Mm-hmm. It's not like your fertility is the same in all of your 20s or in all of your 30s. That's not the case. Every day is going down from puberty to menopause. And so if you keep that in mind, what I think a lot of the misconceptions come from is that people tend to not think about the fact that they might have been on birth control for 5, 6, 10, 15 years. And so when you come off of birth control, you've already gone down a slow decline in your fertility during this entire period of time. And so when you do come off your birth control, your fertility is way less or just less from where you, when you started it. Mm-hmm. Now, birth control options will de- kind of determine what your return to fertility, like how long that's going to take. Okay. So, for instance, if you were to be on the depo, Provera injection, in general, it's one of those birth controls that may lead to what we call amenorrhea. What that means is that your cycles don't come anymore. Okay. And yeah. so some women really like that. They're just like, hey, I don't get a period. I'm so happy. <laughs> Life is good. Right. And so it's a good thing when you're on it. However, when you stop the double Provera, sometimes it could take, I'm going to say by my experience, about one to two years for your fertility to return to where it is. Mm-hmm. Now, some people will say that, okay, it just took away my fertility. Not exactly. It shut down your fertility during that time frame. But once you get off of it and it comes out of your system, your fertility will go back to where it is at that moment. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> that's refreshing to know. <laughs> <laughs> So towards the end of the year or beginning of the year, I like to make episodes that 
try and set your mind for the upcoming new year, set some goals. So uh, one of my other favorite episodes is manifesting the life that you want. And so I had a few people come on the show. And so I thought this was a really great episode to just speak about manifesting and what it means. Personally, like prior to, so my best friend, she's kind of opening herself up to more of like the chakras and manifesting and things like that. And she is a Christian. So it's just like, okay, so Christians do these things too. This this just ain't no voodoo hoodoo business. <laughs> I'm glad you opened that door. <laughs> we were taught, black people were taught that anything that came from Africa is evil. Right. So knowing or thinking that when you're a Christian, because in all honesty, I just feel like we were forced in Christianity, True. you know, maybe our ancestors, those before us, and then traditionally came down to us. We don't know anything but Christianity. So we're fearful of knowing actually what our ancestor did back in the day. Mm-hmm. But these are the things that helped our ancestors get through slavery. So why would it be evil? Not just like Christianity, there's a lot of evil in Christianity. KKKs call themselves Christians. You know, um, what's the new, the, the boys that went to the Capitol? They're Christians. You know, they have Christian values, but what they're doing is evil. So just like spiritual work, spirituality, um, spiritualism, if you even want to call that, because both of them are separate, they're different, um, spiritualism and spirituality, there's good and bad to it. There's good and bad in society, right? Evil and good. So um, many times I see people say, okay, she's Christian, but she's into chakras. I bet you she's getting a lot of hell from her Christian folks because they're not open to stuff like that because that's also energy, science, which God gave us. So right. it's a lot of um, misinformation, fear, mm-hmm. you know, um, and until you're ready to open yourself to it, and that's what we call being awakened, yeah. enlightenment, um, until you're ready for it. And not everybody's ready at the same time. Some people won't, you know. Um, I, I grew up in a Christian household, my whole family. I felt like I was going to be crucified when I told them my truth. Um, thankfully, a lot of people are starting to wake up to a lot of things. May not be 100%, but they are. So when you say voodoo and stuff, not saying you, but every time I hear voodoo, everybody's talking about evil. But there's stuff that you can do that don't necessarily mean I'm doing harm to people, utilizing voodoo. You mm-hmm. can actually do uh, 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 medicine and things of these natures to help heal people using that same, um, um, what you call it? religion yeah so religion so you know it just depends on who's ready to hear it and who's not so Mm -hmm. um (laughs) what i want to say regarding um you know the chakras and christianity and church and all that good stuff i had a struggle when i was going through that part of my journey being raised in the church back um in jamaica come here the same thing just like i'm just in the church and so i went to a part of my journey where god was pulling me in a different direction and that made me feel so lost because this is not what i was accustomed to Mm -hmm. he wanted me to now start seeing him differently start to expand the way i see him and take him outside of that box that i was taught um that 
the Bible only or the church and that's it, you know? Um, whether, you know, what I thought about too was the throwing of the tithes, you know, when we, when we give her 10%. To me, that's the closest thing to manifestation that I see in the church. But at the same time, I don't think that we are being, I don't know, I don't know taught how to, or I was being taught how to fully manifest when you give that 10% and what it really truly means. In my head, it's just give the 10% and okay, something good may happen. Somebody may give me back a $20 some down yeah. the street or something <laughs> of that sort, right? But if like with your friend who's now being called to see yeah. what manifestation is, tapping into what, what does me by the chakra, that's her soul is being expanded. That's why when yeah. I said it, her soul expansion has to involve with manifestation because your consciousness has to be linked and aligned to what you're trying to bring forth. Because you have to remember, um, whatever you focus on or wherever you put your energy to, that's what's going to grow, in other words. Um, and so individuals that may be in the church were now being called to expand and to see God in a different way may find it kind of rather frightening because it's not what they're accustomed to. One of the things I question, because um, I questioned God when I was going through my thing, it's like, tell me, I need you to tell me in my spirit and my soul that I'm not going wrong and I'm not getting away from you, yeah. in other words. And he said to me, and this is, these things come in my spirit. If you go to a party, This next clip is talking about women being able to express themselves sexually, which came, the thought came to have this episode after Jasmine Sullivan's Hotels came out because it was really about women empowering themselves to be sexual beings. And so I think the conversation that myself and Jamil had was important to learn about self-discovery in order to know what you like so you can have really great sex with someone else um and and with the hopes that you know you can tell them what you like versus having to figure it out or having sex the way that man wants so listen to this clip and definitely tune into the episode for the rest of it my thing is at this age, I'm, I'm like, I want to have the type of sex that I want to have. I don't want to have sex just because this is how this man likes to have sex or, Indeed. you know, or not having certain kind of sex because it's not normal or people don't normally do these type of things. Or it's not, you know, it, it's not mainstream stuff you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. i now ask me what any of this means i do <laughs> not know because i'm not doing none of this like, <laughs> out the box type of stuff but <laughs> you know i i do think that you know as a woman we should be open to trying new things learning ourselves you know so what what are your thoughts jameel I agree with that. Also, I want to add, you can also be able to be open enough to say, no, I'm not going to do that. So if you're a man that's like, well, I want to do a threesome, but I just want two, I just want two females, not two males. No, you want to have your fun. I want to have mine. And usually we tell a guy, well, you get two dudes, they shut up about it. 
they're not they're not gonna agree to stuff like that so yeah that's how you shut that down you be like oh okay well i want to have one with two dudes i ain't i ain't have i ain't doing that with no other dude you know what i'm saying and so but I, if you do get a guy that do say that right yeah. on right on <laughs> but usually in most cases if you say well you want two girls i want two dudes and i want to go first they're like Never mind. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then we good. So what we gonna eat today? Like, let's change the subject that quick. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. So just definitely being open. Just also with being open about your sexuality, y'all need to learn about yourself. You can't try to spice it up with your man if you don't know how to how you want your own stuff to be pleased. So a lot of people, well, I've come to learn that. They've never had an orgasm. They don't know how to pretty much pretty much masturbate. And that that shocks me mm-hmm. in a way. So I'm like, yeah. you gotta know what's down there. Mm-hmm. He can't know everything. He don't know he don't even know most of the time. He's just trying to just stick it in and get done and hop hop out. Right. Yeah. So, I definitely think that um masturbation is important. You know, it's not something a lot of us grew up being told it was okay to do. But I think it is important. It's one way to keep the body count down. One. Okay. <laughs> but two, it just teaches you what you like for yourself. You Absolutely. know? Um, like, how would you know that you, you know, how, how do you know you climax from clitoral stimulation or if you can climax from penetration. You know what I'm saying? Or both. Or both. <laughs> <laughs> if this is not something that um that you're that you're trying, you know, like that you're exploring on your own before you get with someone else. And of course, I think we all maybe might have had sex before we actually masturbated, you know. Um I was the opposite. I masturbated first. <laughs> you know? All right, girl. I had a, I, I had an idea of it because I was like, okay, touch yourself. Like, all right, what's this? But like after the first time I had sex, it was so horrible. So I was like, it was so horrible. I didn't have sex for two years. Mm-hmm. And during that time, I was like, okay, being the person of Virgo that I am, I'm like, I'm going to master this. So I'm like, okay. I need to make sure my sound is right. I need to make sure everything's fine. Because like, it's not, somebody's going to go down there. I got to be able to be like, no, I like it like this. This I'm able to do myself, but you need to do this too. So, mm. yeah, no problems. <laughs> <laughs> okay, girl. Well, you went into it like, I know what I like. I did not. I was just like. Is this what it's supposed to be like? <laughs> and still just not even really getting into masturbation until I was like older. And I will say in my 30s to be like, I'm comfortable with this, you know, with masturbation, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, this next clip My brother was the opener for season two, so I appreciate him for being on the show. But we basically talked about 
men stepping up and taking the lead. I know a lot of men will say, I want my woman to be independent, blah, 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 blah. And as much as a woman wants to be independent, she also wants to know that her man has her back as well. Because honestly, having being able to share the load with somebody is better than doing it all by yourself. Like strong, independent black woman is not a compliment. It's what we have to be. So it's nice to know that you got a man, that you don't have to be that strong black woman too. You can have somebody that you basically like, you know, we a team, we partners, and everything ain't on me. Well, how do you expect me to allow you to lead me when... I don't feel like I'm being led. I'm feel you gotta I, pay the cost to be the boss, my boy. I feel like we roommates up in here, you know, and yeah. and not saying like I shouldn't. I don't think I should contribute to the household, but when I'm cooking, cleaning, working a full time job, and you not doing nothing but paying your half the rent, we roommates. Take another shot. Take another <laughs> shot to these half ass men. Tell ain't shit. <laughs> You got to pay the cost to be the boss, my boy. (laughs) Yeah, and it's just like, at the end of the day, I felt like I couldn't trust him. It was just like, I can't trust you to lead me. It's, we the blind, well, we ain't blind leading the blind. You blind trying to lead the one that can see. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's how I felt like, bruh. Exactly. I do this. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you not doing nothing new right now. Yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly how it be. And I, I see it so many times, relationships going sour. And, you know, the guys, they don't they don't understand why she's leaving. And I, I see it, but I can't tell my homie, like, yeah, bro, she's leaving because you, you ain't got your shit together. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't be yeah. that friend. That, like, you know what I'm saying? But that, that's how it usually goes. Like, y'all get tired of our bullshit. I get it. But if you're going to leave, like, if you're going to step up and be a man, you got to be a man. That's it. That's all. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like, I'm not a man, so I can't tell a man how to be a man, but I definitely think there are, I believe in gender roles. You know, men do this, women do this. And I know as women out there, it's like, I don't need a man to pay all my bills and I don't need him to do X, Y, Z. That's all well and good. You do make a contribution. You may not be paying the mortgage, but maybe you pay the utilities. You know what I'm saying? You may not be paying. Maybe he take care of all the household bills and your responsibility is just buy groceries. Your money be the savings money. Your money be what pay for y'all trips. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's your contribution. I guess like if the kids, if y'all got children, y'all kids need clothes and stuff that you take care of that type of thing. I don't know, but... Yeah, I also feel like every woman should should maintain some type of independency outside of her relationship, right? Because mm-hmm. um, I see a lot of people, you know, especially these these social media girls, you know, you know, want guys to take care of them, trick on them, and do all this stuff, pay all the bills, all that's fine, but that's only going to lead you into a control situation. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I pay, you know, I pay all your bills, and this this just the mind of a lost person or. A controlling person. I pay all your shit. I take everything. You're gonna do what I tell you to do, and that's not that's that's kind of sexist. It's fucked up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, have your own sense of independency. That way, you know, in regards to certain things, like yes, you have a mouth, you have a say. So this is not this is not fucking the Middle East where the modern day woman can't do shit. You know what I'm saying? Y'all have a say. So so 
get your money, get your coins. Don't rely on to do everything for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I agree. And it's one of those things, like, if you do have the, like, if your man is paying all the bills, like, that don't mean trick off all your money. Still oh, be taking your money, girl. <laughs> that even a, a real a real man, a real leader will even, that, was, that should be the conversation. That should be the narrative. It's like, okay, okay I'm going to take care of this. The money you're making, that's yours. That's rainy day money type stuff. You know what I'm saying? Or you do what you want to do with it. You know what I'm saying? Like me personally, I have my own ideas towards things that a lot of people might not agree with. Like as far as like um, like getting your hair done and all that shit. Like I feel like your money could take care of that type of shit. Like I'm taking care of the finances on a bigger scale. You know, the, the smallest shit. Like I don't need you to, to take me to get my fucking manicure or get my feet done. Like that's, you know, when it comes to that type of stuff, nah, you can take care of that yourself. Yeah. And I I would agree, like, if you are doing all of those things, but say you don't live together, you know what I'm saying? Then maybe that is an expense that you you do for your girl, you know? Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. So what exactly does leading look like? I know we talked about, like, paying bills, you know, that type of thing. But what other things is it a man's responsibility to do to show that he can lead earn your trust mm -hmm. i feel like that's essential um in any type of leadership role not just in a relationship whether it's the workplace whether it's anything that you're doing uh you want to ultimately earn the trust of whoever you're trying to lead the next clip it was a legit interview because I didn't have no input, but questions. And it was about polyamory. I know in today's society, it's so much more acceptable to be in open relationships or polyamorous relationships and be with multiple people. And so I wanted to have a couple on the show to discuss what their polyamorous relationship was and these two people have a podcast called Polysexy Cool, Ty, Pretty Ty Ty, and Chocolate Drop. And basically, they just let us know about their relationship and their husbands. They are married. Their husbands are included in the relationship as well. But just the dynamic, the boundaries, the rules, and what insecurities mean when you're a part of this lifestyle. So I definitely think there are a lot of gems to gain and give you some insight if you had questions or were considering. Sometimes it is, you know, the two wives and one guy or whatever. Um, so it will be like if me, Ty, and my husband may all go out and chill and, and be a triad for that moment. And me, mm -hmm. Ty, and her husband be a triad for that moment. So it do split up like that. And sometimes we're all just together and we all just hang in. Right. And then we might just want to swap out. I might want to go with a boyfriend and I might not want to be with my husband at that time. I might want to be with boyfriend or sometimes I want to be with Ty more than what we really usually don't get. <laughs> but, right. uh, Cause right. we cater to our damn husband so damn much, but um, it just really depends on how the vibe is flowing and how we're going. Like it could be a night we all out and it's like, maybe I want to just be with my husband, you know, it's just yeah. whatever the flow is and whatever we feel, that's where we kind of, our energy goes.
Yeah. Because all of and our I, all of our vibes are different. We're all different. Yeah. None of us is like we're so different. All four of us. We're all different signs. We have different personalities. <laughs> like we have a lot alike and some in common, but we're really like the base of us is different. Okay, okay. Well, that this is definitely an interesting conversation. And I know because both of you guys are married. Were there any boundaries set in the beginning or y'all was kind of just like, we here? Yeah, we had a we had to learn about boundaries um, versus like rules and mm-hmm. uh, certain things and, and where they were coming from. So, you know, like if it was something small, like, you know, oh, I don't want you to go out with him or or like or do this or do that. It's, that's not a boundary. That's you doing that because you didn't want to be like you don't want to feel no type of way. Mm-hmm. Um that's an insecurity it's that an you're insecurity. projecting on me. Right. And it's because, a difference. Like there's a difference between an insecurity, a boundary, a rule. It's a difference. Mm-hmm. So we, um, in the beginning, yeah, we did have boundaries. I mean, now we, we've all talked to be, you know, like my husband and I have boundaries. Me and Ebony have boundaries. Me and Dale have boundaries and vice. Like all of us have said, like, you know, this is what we wanted from each other just from jump. Like this is, and it was a lot of trial and or something may happen and it's like okay you know we're open we're cool we're poly yeah. and something happens I'm like oh hell no uh-uh yeah <laughs> run that back and, I don't and, know and what kind of like book we, you took that from but hell no right <laughs> and it's like we had to all four learn each other it's like think about this mm-hmm. four people coming together and having to learn do's and don'ts and then we both been with our husbands for over a decade oh. so now that means I'm comfortable with my husband and I know I know him so now I'm getting with this new guy and things I do with my husband where me and my husband has passed this point it's like now I'm going back and I have to learn this with now boyfriend mm-hmm. and vice versa it's like okay it's kind of taking me out of my comfort zone of being with my husband for so long and it's like oh okay so I can't do that with you all right so delete that from doing that it's like you got to kind of scratch delete put add like oh okay don't do that with you all right so that's the thing for you okay so it's like we literally had to sit there and do that individually with each person I had to do that with Ty I had to do that with, with Alex and I had hell now honestly in a way I still got to do that with my husband too, because mm-hmm. he's evolving, he's growing, he's different. And it's like, so you got to keep on relearning each other and knowing what each other boundary is and knowing what each other, uh, you know, line is really pretty much. Yeah. So what are some of the boundaries y'all have come across in y'all's relationship? So a boundary is like for us is for me anyway, I'm gonna say a boundary is where I set for myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm like an example is, you know, if you're going to be out there with other people, I would like you to go get tested before you come to me. That's my boundary. That's my choice that I choose to put on a rule is I don't want you to do that. You can't do that. Don't do this. I don't do that. That made me feel uncomfortable. Don't do that. A rule is pretty much something where I can sec- I can like hide my insecurity pretty much. Like I'm gonna put a rule on something and I don't want you to do it because it made me feel insecure. So can you not? So it's it's a difference. So a boundary for me at first, I would say my one boundary was I told my husband, don't get tired pregnant, don't get nobody pregnant, no babies ever. The only person you have a baby with is me, and I don't even want no more kids. So now since I fell in love with Ty so much. I wouldn't even be that mad. I would be like, mm, thank God, because now I ain't got to be pregnant. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's an example. So like even for us in the beginning, we were just like, oh my God. But this is the thing. You're having sex. We've been together for a long time now. We've been together for, well, not that long. We've been together well, for a year and a half. In the yeah. world, a year and a half. It's a long time. So, <laughs> I mean, we're both on birth control. We have discussed that. Like, I'm not going to take my birth control just to get pregnant or whatever like that. No, I'm not doing that because 
I don't even know if I want kids, even in my own marriage, let alone like, you right. know, a, a, a date baby. <laughs> but, um, and we say that. So a lot of people were wanting to have a more in-depth conversation about sex. And so me and my homegirl Tati got on here and she was giving us pointers we talked about intimacy, like building a comfortability with the person that you're in a relationship with or the person that you're sexually involved with. But in doing so, you also want to make sure that you're not just building these soul ties with just any old body because certain things should be reserved for a relationship. But, you know, all in all, it was a conversation about sex. Here, you're going to get a little snippet, but if you want to hit a rest, you know what you need to do. Now, we're we talking about, you know, intimacy and what that means to you and how to, to make sex great between you and somebody else. I know I have been so plenty of times before, and even you and I have had this conversation about wearing certain things to, to get in the mood like hey. Lingerie, lingerie. You know, it's not even necessarily lingerie. But speaking of lingerie, I actually have my own lingerie line. It's called Mrs. Forbidden. We're actually launching in September. Well, well, next month on September twenty first, we're launching. But yeah, it's lingerie. You know, I say lingerie. I'm gonna start with lingerie, and then mm-hmm. I'm go down but lingerie it really helps you get in the mood and just feeling sexy you know sometimes you have to but lingerie is not always all the time you right. know it's it's not always all the time I wear lingerie you know sometimes I might throw on you know something cute and cook for my man you know and give him a massage you know do the whole breakdown mm-hmm. but it, it's like a once in a blue you can't do lingerie all the time you know right. what i'm saying Cause it's going to get boring you know you got to keep everything fresh and new so if you throwing on like i see jocelyn in the cabaret yeah. like she's lingerie basically the whole entire time so when you bringing that to her own man you get what i'm saying so it's it's not like oh oh my god she got on this and this and that Yes, it's sexy, but if you get that all the time, then it's not going to be anything like, wow. It's, it's not going to give that wow factor. So, but yes. You know, when you think about celebrities and how they portray themselves, yeah. you know, we don't see them every day. Yeah, yeah. No. It, it could be one day she did like a photo shoot, but it was kind of like a, a all day thing, you know, yeah. and not, this is her every day, you know, around the house. Like, I actually be surprised when I see her post pictures with clothes on. I ain't even gonna lie. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, you doing it all the time. Like, you got to switch things up. Like, I do lingerie. I'm not even gonna lie. I wear Walmart gowns too, <laughs> you know. My grandma, like I had this conversation with my grandma and she was like, you know, I had so many kids, you know, with this gown, you don't need that lingerie. Like, cause I was explaining to her about my line. She's like, you don't need that. Go ahead and get you like a little gown for Walmart and you can just flip it up and go about your day. I'm just like, <laughs> but I mean, it does the trick. <laughs> and this is like a like one of the 
silk, mighty tight. Yeah, uh, you know, like the short ones, you know, mm -hmm. little cute short ones. And like me, like when I be telling people like how much sex I have with my partner, they be like, y'all have sex this much? Like why y'all have sex this much? Like me, I'm big on us trying to go to sleep every night naked naked yes i know everybody's like what you naked y'all gonna sleep naked i mean but naked it helps it helps with intimacy you know that helps with that too yeah. but it's just hey you already naked so you know your man gonna want to touch on you and you know so you already got your clothes off right so it's <laughs> It's completely hard to sit there and lay next to somebody naked and you just feeling on a body, just cuddling. Because what cuddling leads to? Right. So if you are, that helps a lot. Sleeping naked definitely helps a lot. But you have to be comfortable with yourself and he has to be comfortable, you know, and just feeling like it's okay. It's a safe space. You know, we don't have any kids, so I don't have to worry about no child running in the room on us while we naked. Yeah. <laughs> who does have kids, just lock the door. <laughs> That's the only thing I can just say. Just, just lock the door, but just try. And I even sleep better like that. I, I sleep better like well, that. How many studies have been shown that sleeping naked is uh, actually good for you so mm -hmm. yeah yeah I even sleep better feel better you know and I feel like we have more like I'm more comfortable around him the fact that you know he's seen literally all of me almost every night so it's just being more comfortable now we didn't already had the conversation about polyamory but polyamorous and having an open relationship and allowing hall passes are all different conversations. And so this next clip is about um, a hall pass and whether you think having a hall pass is okay. What are the parameters of having a hall pass? Is this a conversation you have at the beginning of your relationship, sometime later on down the road? You know, is it being considered being slick or are you up to something because you asking about a hall pass? Like so many qu questions come along with the conversation of being in an open relationship or being polyamorous or whatever. But personally, I think you should have these conversations at the beginning of your relationship. So you're not blindsided, you know, later on down the road when your person come to you and be like, yeah, I think I want to take a trip. I want to have a hall pass. What you think? And it's like, oh, so you want to go on this trip and fuck off? Like, <laughs> boy, bye. So I definitely think a conversation should be had. I don't think having a hall pass is bad, but it's really asking yourself, are you okay with having that type of relationship? But in the next clip, I have some of my favorite people. They have a, a podcast called The Way with Jasmine Tay, and they give their perspectives on this. And, you know, I, I really enjoyed the conversation with them. And so, of course, to hear the rest of the conversation, you got to go listen to the episode. But here's just a little clip of what it was. 
You yeah. know, like you don't know that your spouse wants a hall pass. You don't know that you want to give a hall pass, but maybe you have been together for X amount of years and maybe you are bored and maybe y'all have explored all these things together. And it's just like, I still love you. I still want to be with you. But I mean, according to men, ain't nothing, ain't nothing better than new pussy. You know what I'm right. saying? So it's kind of just like, what if? that's his thought process you know what I'm saying and not saying like I'm okay with my man doing that but um, I feel like I'd want to know up front like I would want it to be something that we talked about like maybe like when we were just dating like we were like you know hall passes are a thing up until this point like I don't know that I'd want to be in something thinking like we're monogamous and it's just us and then one day like I like I said like he just pops up and it's yeah. like I want a hall pass I would be like now, is this because like there's somebody that you've got your that eye you on met. that you kind of yeah. like um you got your eye on or you've been talking to them and you know it's a go if I say yes? Or is it just like like where is I would just be like, where is any of this coming, coming from? It just come out of the blue. We had to be having like a conversation where it's mm-hmm. like, what do you think yeah. about that? And so you do feel you do feel that if they brought it up to ask for a hall pass, then they up to something. I would feel a little, I would feel more like skeptical. Yeah. At first, I would be like, hmm, why? I like that. I like what you said too, because I agree. It definitely is a conversation that should be had in the very beginning. Like Mm -hmm. expectations, thoughts and feelings, everything should really probably be laid out up front. And like, you are somebody who you know is like, yeah, you want to be monogamous, but you also know yourself and you know that you might want to dip in somewhere else or whatever, then yes, before we get extremely serious and involved, let's have this conversation. Like yeah. we're like, and then let's evaluate if we want to continue at this point. Yeah. 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 I definitely think like a lot of these things come down to, like you said, conversation, mm-hmm. um, because then you do get blindsided when it does come up later. And it's just like, like you said, where's this coming from? Um, and even though it's just one of those things, like you don't necessarily want to think about that when you first start dating someone, but it's kind of just like, okay, what are your views on this? You right. know, what if you went on a trip per se with your, with your friends and you just so happened to slip up, would <laughs> you give me a hall pass? You know what I'm saying? In the event, and that don't mean I'm going to use it. But say something happens and it's just like, well, I had a hall pass. No, I don't like that. Is it like a retroactive hall pass? That's what I mean. That just seems like this conversation happens before the trip. But then I do feel like if you brought it up, say, before a trip, then you pretty much saying like, I'm going with the intent. Yeah, see, that's for me to where it's like, oh, I'm going on a boys trip this weekend. Don't forget that I have my hall pass. And so now here I am at home, all in my head about this boys trip that you're on and this hall pass that you're using. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm home. Like what, (laughs) sir? (laughs) I think I'd have to be more open to the like, um, just the idea of I think polyamory or like open relationships Mm -hmm. or the whole hall pass conversation because I feel like I'm pretty closed off. Like. In my, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, like if we say it at, at the top, I'm cool with it. But at yeah. some point, I'm like, all right, we're done with all of that. Like, okay. <laughs> that's the thing. It's just like, okay, because I had a polyamorous uh, couple 
or group that were on the show before. And it was just like, what if one of you comes to the conclusion you don't want to live this lifestyle anymore? Right. And it was kind of just like, we'll never stop living this lifestyle. And even if he wanted to, like, we wouldn't. And but so it was kind of just like, so are you really not? Because my thing is people evolve. Exactly. And needs change. Right. You know, so what if it's fun today and then tomorrow it's just like, yeah, no, I'm not into this like this anymore. Like, I just want it to be me and you, you know, so but that's the the one thing I think about when I think about all these questions about open relationships, hall passes, things like that. It's just like, OK, if we agree to this now, at what point or will there be a point? where we say, okay, we're not doing this no more. Put it in its face like roaches. Put its rich ass to sleep. Buenas noches. If you don't know what that line is, that line is from Young Miami's song, Rap Freaks. The visuals for this song were amazing. But as you can see, the lyrics to this song are trash. So I had my homegirl Ty of Ty's Universe on YouTube. So definitely go check her out. Um, she was on to basically discuss that disgrace of a line. I definitely think she needs a ghostwriter because she's a pretty girl, but she has no writing capabilities. Like, that is not okay. I mean, I've heard people say she need to work on her, her speaking, but that's a lot of work. Love Young Miami. So this is not a diss to her, but I just really thought that line was super funny. And, you know, Ty definitely just brings that whole little kiki together. So tune in to the episode to hear the rest of it. It's quite funny, but here's a clip. Speaking of sex, <laughs> Young Miami released her video or song this week for Rap Freaks. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> in the in the song, it's actually my favorite part of the song because it's just funny. <laughs> 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 but she said, put it in your face like roaches. And when I heard it, I was like, who got roaches in their face? But then I was like, maybe she's talking about the blunt roach, you know, like, I don't know. But then she goes on to say, put his rich ass to sleep, buenas noches. <laughs> like, <laughs> I hate, I hate, I can't. <laughs> but I think she really was trying to find a word to rhyme with Buenos Noches. Yes. And for whatever reason, put roaches in there. But hold up. I got some I got some more detail on that. Maybe you don't know. Maybe the Cocoa Puffs. This is the unofficial name I'm giving y'all anyway. <laughs> but maybe the Cocoa Puffs aren't hip to. But Diddy, the, the man that she's alleged to be with the entangling with, Mm-hmm. he came out recently I want to say it was probably a month ago but he says something along the lines that he remember waking up and having like seven or 15 roaches on his face 
when he was poor. Um, I'm laughing at the situation. It's just really put it in his face like roaches just really made me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking that she was it's trying to be, you know, yes, I think it's a reference to the story that Diddy told because who the hell, why are we saying that? Even if that's why she was saying it, I still would have scrapped that line because that's right. just all around very ugly. It's going to like roaches. I don't want to, I don't want to like put my coochie and roaches in the same context. <laughs> I don't think that's cute. But however, I think that's why she said it to try to, you know, be sly about the little entanglement they got going on. The song is trash. <laughs> the video is really nice. Yes, that's usually how it is, child. Yeah, that video is nice, but I feel like so. Have you heard that the City Girls was breaking up? Well, I heard like rumblings of it, but you know, I never believe what the internet says until the people come out and say it. But I have heard the rumblings of it, but they seem like I feel like they're not breaking up. I feel like they're probably just wanting to do what most artists in a group do. They want to just branch out and do their own thing. And I mean, the Migos do it. Yeah, I feel like they're not breaking up. They're probably just doing some solo stuff for right now. But they are 100% going to come back together, I feel. I agree. Um, Mm. But for what I can say, if Young Miami really wanted to pursue a solo career... She needs to get herself a ghostwriter because mm. a lot of that, a, a lot of it was just bad. Right. <laughs> or she need to pay JT to write her stuff for her because it was just bad. <laughs> Lala and Sierra have both been on my show before. These are my two of my best friends. And we both, all three of us, have moved back to the States from England. We all bought homes. And so I thought it was a good opportunity for us to kind of catch up and just kiki like we would normally do if we were together. So in this next clip, you basically going to get a real life kiki session. Us asking our Urban Dictionary professor, Lala, you know, some street terms and what they mean. But, you know, like I said, these are two of my favorite people. And I think just hearing the conversation itself, you'll see why. So right before we started recording, I think before Lala had got on the line, uh, Tierra was asking me, what's the difference between a sneaky link and the... Right. Who knows? Yeah, we what's, the Lala. what's the difference between a what? A sneaky link and a side piece. What's the difference? Like, think about it. Like, what's the difference? <laughs> Only I'm, you two. I'll tell you what I think, but I want to hear what you think. Only you two will come up with some shit like this, but <laughs> <laughs> to me, a, side, a sneaky link and a side piece to me are two different things. A side piece is somebody who wear like you in a relationship with somebody, but you kind of like in a relationship with this person. So you doing everything like you would in a normal relationship. Y'all going out to eat, y'all doing dinners, you know, you spending off holidays with them. You use plenty of time in between two people. Now, a sneaky link, a sneaky link is just somebody that I'm sliding down on. Like we just simply, we fucking, that's it. 
We ain't no happy Christmas, no happy birthdays. They ain't giving you gifts or nothing. I feel like a side piece is just somebody who you know, you know I got a main, but you comfortable. You hoping that me and my main fall off so you can fill that position. And a sneaky link is just shit. We we linking. We just linking for purposes of whatever suits us. So it, it's definitely a difference between a side piece and a sneaky link. That makes sense because for I'm clarity just, though, for clarity, because you know, I gotta put the disclaimer out there, okay? Just because I say this does not mean that I have a side piece or a sneaky link. Because motherfuckers <laughs> be listening to your podcast, we'll slide somebody in about quick, okay? I'm just speaking from <laughs> generically, <laughs> okay? Yeah. <laughs> generically. Make sure you put a disclaimer when you make this post too, because you know how motherfuckers be think they know people like, oh, Latrice out there with a sneaky link and a side piece. It's your dad. It's your pop. <laughs> okay, but yeah, I, I definitely think it's a difference, though, you know, between sad pieces and sneaky links. But I feel like at this time, shit, <laughs> everybody just, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely would. Look, these days, you wanted the other. Right? And like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I definitely think it's a difference between a sad piece and a sneaky link. Because you don't see a sneaky link all the time. I feel like with a sad piece, like, you. It's like they got damn near the same benefits as being your main. They just ain't your main. What was your definition? Was it about the sans here? Um, so I think the difference is in order to have a side piece, you have to be in a relationship. And then the sneaky link is can just be somebody, you know, not in a committed relationship and just doing what they want to do. But I think even if you're not in a relationship. If you, even if you're not in a relationship, when it comes down to, to when, that's what I'm saying. But I feel like if, even if you're not in a relationship, it's going to be one out of all the players on your bench, it's going to be one player that you fuck with more than the other. It's gonna, you don't have a favorite. True story. Okay, I'm not taking that away. I'm just saying, me, generally speaking, because these are not my accounts either. <laughs> I think you would have to be in a relationship in order to have a side piece. If you're not in a relationship, that's not going to be a side piece. That's just going to be the next one up. Who off the bench now? Like who who I'm calling today? That's not a side piece. There's no main. You're going to have your favorite one, you know, but you're not in a relationship. So it's not a side piece. I don't have no, I don't have no favorites. I love all my whole people. (laughs) I kid, I kid, I kid. I it's it's no hoes in California. I promise y'all. I can stand outside on the corner for an hour. I might get a ticket for fucking loitering. (laughs) Nobody, nobody. Okay, it's nobody out here. I will say I enjoy being back in the states for more than just the option of a military person. I, I was, oh, do tell. <laughs> oh, I just mean like, you know, I'm not restricted to just dating military people. I feel like at this point in my life, like, okay, so I'll say in the military, it's almost like if you don't meet your significant other when you're young or when you first come in the military, like you either end up with somebody with hella baggage or you know when you get our rank and you single the majority of people are married and got hella kids you know what I'm saying so it's just like being in the states I get an option of somebody that's not just military maybe they don't have a whole bunch of kids maybe they ain't been married before like just more options 
This is our final clip of this episode, but I wanted to leave you guys with some positivity, you know, just some words of encouragement as you go throughout this next year. But pretty much Mel is my mentor, a good friend to me, and I had her on the show to basically discuss realigning your focus as we talked about so many things during this episode. Um, one one way of realigning your focus is to reflect on where it is you have been, you know, in order to think about where it is you want to go or how your path has been, how your path has been written, you know, for whatever your goals are. And so, you know, one of the things I also talked about was just embracing the people that God has brought into your life and, you know, keeping keeping those people who serve you good so just setting boundaries understanding that not everything someone else is going through belongs to you is not yours even when someone talks to you crazy sometimes you have to be Ooh, it's hard but be like you know what it's not about me is this Mm -hmm. person having a bad day so I'm gonna leave them with their stuff but I'm not gonna let them leave from around me and I am keeping the residuals of that nope nope And when you are having a bad day and it is yours, I go back to extend yourself a little bit of grace. It is okay. It is okay. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, also while you were, you know, just talking or whatever, I was trying to think like how things come full circle. And I remember when we were in Hawaii, like I left Hawaii about maybe six months before you left Hawaii and you knew you were going to Georgia and I was going to Korea Mm -hmm. and you said and I knew after Korea I was going to England and you said nope I'm gonna get you diverted you coming to Georgia (laughs) with me and I said "Mm, no let's see what happened after England I'm trying to get to England you know (laughs) but not even when I put Georgia on my list of places to go I didn't even think of it like Melissa said she was gonna get me to Georgia until like I got here and I'm like she spoke that into existence she said you coming to Georgia unfortunately we didn't get the opportunity to work together but we write down right up the road from each other and hopefully you move into where I'm at now that you kind of like on your own little tangent now. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm working. I was thinking about that all week and trying to figure out how I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to be a nomad out here. <laughs> <laughs> I got places to be. I got people to go see. So I'm trying to be a nomad and see what that life is like. Um, seeing the things I didn't have the opportunity to just see an experience on my own time in my mm-hmm. time. So, yes. I do feel like there, where you are, my support system, uh, a large part of my support system is there. And it only makes sense with, you know, the future of my son, where he's going to be and everything else that I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I, I definitely think that when you find people along your journey, like, that bring value to your life, like definitely like just keep a hold of them. And I'm super grateful that 
the Lord brought mail into my life. (laughs) (laughs) I feel the same way about you. I really do. I really do. So with this year coming to a close, I feel like we, we talked about the affirmations and just kind of like how we got to the place we are, but I definitely think with the year coming to a close, this final week of December of 2021, I think it's important that we reflect and, you know, reflect on not only this past year, but the years prior and Mm -hmm. what changes we want to make in our lives and how we can realign our focus to to be what we needed to be for us to get to where we want to go. Um, I think, and Jesus, when I think about things coming full circle, <laughs> like even with this real estate license, I remember telling my mom when I was in high school, you know, I want to be a, a, a real estate attorney. And I don't necessarily think I'm going to get to the real estate attorney part, but I do think like this is, some form of that that dream or want I once had and so um nice so that's that's one thing that's a part of my reflection um and realigning my focus for the new year I think what you are doing and what you have done like the vision boards I remember when we were in Hawaii and (laughs) you know there was some encouragement a push to hold like a lunch and learn to talk Mm -hmm. about vision boards and then it was a conversation about being a a podcaster so yeah (laughs) so with you like I am seeing it come back come around full circle and then those are some of the things that I would even tell anybody to do is um where you know we talk about our five-year goals where you see yourself in 10 years. So that is 2021 wrapped. You know, I appreciate everyone who has listened, every guest who has been on the show, whether you were a friend, a family member, or somebody I just reached out to, you know, you agreed to come on my show and you know, share your views or share a laugh with me and and my followers. And so just thank you to everyone who has supported me this year. I hope that 2021 has been a year of change and that 2022 is a year where you are prospering in whatever goals you set for 2021. And of course, set new goals and be great. So again, I appreciate y'all for tuning in, for supporting me, and I legit feel super loved for everyone who has supported me this year and just been a consistent listener, which is important. You know, y'all can always hit me up on the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, um, TikTok. I'm, I'm everywhere. So... And then, of course, you can hit me up on my website, which will also take you to all those platforms as well. But www.keekingwithcocopodcast.com. So until next time, bye.